Oh my god. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta bring it back one more time. One more one more one more time. It's like <laughs> when, you, when you when you pull up you pull up at the house for Thanksgiving. This is the rundown that you get when you get into the kitchen. Cause you just before I, I can't do this. Yeah, my arms are before, stubby, but you gotta rub your hands it's together. Like before like, before you like you take your shoes off and shit. What we what we got, and then you you go down that hallway yep. and you just smell it. You just smell mad greens and shit. And then he's like, what, "What you cooking?" And then, oh, "Hi, I think what you got?" And then, then she just throws that shit on. First of all, the the remix that beat is just fire. Have you ever seen? Ah, uh, there's a video that has made its way. Oh, maybe we can play it. Oh my god, if you could play this, this would be brilliant. There's a video of this, this uh, somebody's grandma mm -hmm. is going off because her child brought macaroni and cheese to the Thanksgiving dinner. And they fucked it up by, basically what you get from the video is the child experimented with the macaroni and cheese. Like with a oh. the recipe they saw online. Oh. And it's like the grandma and she's like, She's like, don't fuck with the macaroni and cheese. Don't mess with the macaroni and cheese. She's losing her mind. She goes, experiment on your own damn time. Now, I'm going, to, I'm going upstairs. You're going to clean the fucking dishes. And she kept saying, don't mess with the macaroni and cheese. It was so brilliant because I, 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 th there is something to that, though. Like, And from where I grew up, I've, I've, seen, I've seen all kinds of... I've seen the holidays from different perspectives and mm. it's always interesting because like i grew up in a very you know caucasian upbringing and it was turkey stuffing macaroni and cheese pecan pie which is mm. ugh. when you get older it's just ugh. i can't even it's like i can take like one bite of that and i'll be done for like a week like i don't want any more sugar um, but yeah. you do that but then but then as you get older and you end up, you know, at other people's houses for holidays, I think you appreciate the different traditions. But it is interesting because one of the things that hardly ever changes is the macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Don't fuck with the macaroni and cheese. Like, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, is it because you don't, why do we not like messing with messing with recipes? Is it is it almost like how we as people don't like to be uncomfortable? You know, we yeah. talk about comfort food and then it's like, is that because it's familiar and brings back memories? What if you burnt yourself on like a fucking uh, a plate of all ground potatoes and then, you know, Auntie brings out some agrabidez and you collapse on the floor. <laughs> I mean, like what? You don't like potatoes? You know. Um, 
So is is that, I mean, is that where the term comes from? And usually it's, it, comfort foods are probably not the best for you, but isn't that they just all relative to this what we're used to? Yeah. I think comfort food, when you think about comfort food, most of it is high in sugar. So it's a, you know, in a scientific way, it's a huge dopamine spike. Mm. So are we getting the pleasure from the dopamine spike and not really the food? <laughs> Wait, what if it's, what if it's just, it's just sugar and salt mm-hmm. that are being jacked up. So your blood pressure goes up, your blood sugar goes up. You feel this rush. And then of course you collapse an hour or two later, everyone's passed out in the living room mm-hmm. while football watching, is watching on. football or basketball. Yeah, and uh, sports. Everybody's basically sitting, being mad, lethargic, watching other people burn off exactly what they fucking should have. Y'all, y'all should have taken a walk. What you you you're with the family for Thanksgiving, and you're like, you have dinner, and then you surprise them, and you just start putting on your shoes. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) We're going for a run. Yep. (laughs) Like, don't mess. No, don't mess with the macaroni and cheese. So that's, yeah, that's, so that would be to say, don't make it uncomfortable. Don't mess with the macaroni and cheese. That's that, that'll be the saying right there. Don't mess with the macaroni and cheese. What, what if the new, like, I I mean, I know there are people out there because I've been in places and with people, even like on Christmas where the meal is not insanely like sodium and sugar laden it's like actually yeah. good food like well well cooked vegetables and shit like yes. well sauteed not overly like watered down so the vegetables are just mush and shit like i didn't come to thanksgiving to be treated like i'm in a nursing home i'd like a crispy vegetable if you don't mind like roast them shits don't fucking put them in boiling water and then be like ah oh, there you go damn a it boiling bag but I know, um, I know. I'm now. I'm fucking with the macaroni. So, got you. Because that you is can, a traditional. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean. I mean, I think macaroni and cheese is a, a tradition. You know, but I feel like I can't remember the last time I had like stuffing, or is it dressing? What is it like? Well, I, that I didn't hear that stuffing was dressing until I came to the Midwest. And then people started calling the, the, they told me that the difference between dressing and stuffing is that dressing you cook in a pan stuffing, you actually put in the chicken and cook it with the, I mean, the chick or, or the turkey and you the cook turkey, it yeah. with the bird, you cook it with okay. the bird. So that's the difference. Interesting. It's not stuffing if you never put it in. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> It's not stuffing if you never put it in. Not stuff as well as you gotta just, tell somebody. It's dressing. Like we're not we're not having sex. It's not stuffing if you if you never put it in. Just <laughs> it's like is this is this uh, stuffing? No, I just I just put the tip in. <laughs> um. So like, what is this? That's, into that's the, glazing. That's glazing. What is that? What is this end taste like? Turkey. <laughs> that's the business end. Where's that baster? Anyway, um, 
There's a lot yo, of turkey-related humor. Yeah, good. Well, uh, there's a lot of discomfort humor too. Like th- this morning, I got a text message from um, from one of our listeners. I was gonna say a client, um, but now I, I like the way you put that. Anyway. Though, yeah, <laughs> one of our listeners. I got a call from one of our listeners the other day too. Go ahead. And um, they were talking about because they live on the west coast now and they're coming back over to to the east coast and it's it was raining and cold and she's talking about it's a yucky day but that's not gonna stop my my vacation my mini vacation and so i had to break the shit down like why is it so easy for us to look at weather and be like this is yucky and it's impeding me from doing things right. that i want to do and i was thinking about well what would she want to do so i asked her and she was like like walking on the beach or taking pictures um or eating outside and i'm thinking to myself that's all fucking comfort shit that is not a necessity at all and it's not like you can't do it it's just that now you got to work around this because either i got to be under an umbrella or some shit but it's not like you can't do any of those things and i was thinking about that i'm like damn the expectation of yeah why didn't the weather cooperate cooperate with my plans yeah. But also, like, I mean, can't you work? I think you have to work around that. And this, herein lies uh, uh, something we talk about all the time is what we, what we've always been taught is, you know, oh, this is nice weather, and this is good weather, and this is, like, I, it's good to walk on the beach, or it's good to sit outside and eat. And it's like, well... Okay, I, I get that, but without the opposite existing, that you it doesn't make the other good. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's like things that people don't want to encounter, don't want to confront, or don't want to do. It, it it's it's almost like if you could look at even like say Thanksgiving dinner and people get together. Mm-hmm. And I remember countless arguments when I was a kid at the, uh, you know, Thanksgiving dinner table. At some point, somebody would say something interesting. But remembering that from when I was young, thinking about how everyone decided to interact and, you know, think about the people that do get together and can get along or don't get along or whatever. And, uh, it, it I almost feel like either of those things can be looked at as good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything is relative. I mean, yeah. it's, it's all relative. And when you identify with something, that's, that's when you look at it as like, this is opposite of what I like, whoever mm-hmm. I am. Or, you know, I don't like what they said because it, 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 affects my ego who i think mm-hmm. i am it's it's that whole thing of where i say if you go into a situation and someone says something about you and you get thrown off by it but that might be because you either believe or you you might believe a part of what they say and if you don't then it won't affect you then if you realize you're actually the clean slate at the middle of it Mm-hmm. then it wouldn't affect you at all. I came across that... Um, oh, shit. That video. Sorry, I this, just... I, 
I made oh. an epiphany. <laughs> Would you like to talk about it? I won't forget what I was um, about to say. It just goes into what you were just talking about. And I, I realized that if it wasn't for us having an ego, and an ego is nothing, what I realized is the ego is nothing more than the misrepresentation of self. It's the idea, I, I imagine ego as you telling yourself that you don't exist, or even you telling yourself that you do exist. And the reason why I say that is because usually when we criticize ourselves, it seems as if it's coming externally. And some people with mental health issues believe that it's coming externally. So our egos are, it, are the ones that tell us who we're not and who we are by telling us who we're not. But we are who we, we are, who we are and what we are in every single moment. Like you don't even care, we don't realize that we don't carry ourselves as ourselves in each and every single moment. Because anytime we are even aware that we are not something in relation, then we're really telling ourselves that, that it, takes, it takes something to, to sort of be up against in order for you to even recognize that you are anything. Right. Whether it be good or bad, right or wrong, it takes you to be against it. I was thinking about this today was I was like, everybody wants to be a tyrant. In some way, everybody wants to be a tyrant, but we think of the word tyrant as something evil. We want to overpower someone or something, but even our bodies do that. Our bodies, we can introduce substances to our bodies that are foreign to us and our bodies will mm -hmm. do whatever it can to reject it because it's trying to maintain its, its normalcy. So we represent that in all, all layers of, of interaction, of energy, of life. Whether it be, I'm like I, just earlier before the podcast, my friend's dog was here and, and I was having these realizations of how we treat animals and how we treat animals in a way is, is a form of manipulation, of, of a form of dictatorship, a form of tyranny over another piece of energy is having control and in, in whatever way you can like here i am with with some bones that i from a chicken wing that i just finished eating and i can't even i recognize like you can't obtain this this cooked chicken wing because i'm the one that sort of made it somebody else killed it and you i started seeing all these links and shit but then i also started seeing that the person that the person or being that has put the, the the least effort that has got the greater gains by not doing anything was the dog. But yet we think that we're overpowering the dog. We think that we are a master to the dog when the dog, all we ask for a dog is loyalty and, and affection. That's it. That's all we ask. Right. But yeah, we ask from other shit. human beings so many other things. They don't, the dog doesn't have to do shit, but just follow a few commands. But then we torture the dog. As soon as we like hold a bone up, we see the dog going, <laughs> and, and it's like, normally you would just give it to me. We see exactly how much power we have over that particular being. And 
we bask in it. We bathe in that shit. Like, oh, you see what I can make this dog do? And you say, you go to your other friends and you do that. Look what I can make this dog do. Here, roll over. What is the what is the purpose of this dog rolling over at all? But to, right, to fulfill your enjoyment. Now, every single human being does this in some way. Every mm. think about that shit. Every single human being does this in some way. But yet, when it gets done to us, we hold the hypocrisy and we are the ones that want to fucking criticize and discriminate against if we had that particular power over something, we would exercise it. And we do it. We so fucking do it. And then think about it. When when we when we don't get the reciprocation of that power, what do we do? We 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 try to manipulate it in some sort of verbal way, or when we know that we can overpower something, then we do it physically. Every single fucking human creature does that shit. There's not one living being that's pure. And even in that in that idea of purity, you're not pure just because you didn't do something. You just didn't act upon something, maybe because you didn't have to, right. maybe because right. in, in that representation, you were the animal, you were the dog, that all you have to do was, all right, I get this exchange. I'll do this, you do this, you give me this. And then usually the dog, you see that the dog wants that shit immediate, but you're not willing. And, you're like, and you hear the, the whining of the dog and the dog's like, yo, what the fuck? I did exactly what you asked. Now think about what I'm saying, because we've, we've as, as much as we think that we're masters, we have been that dog. We have been that dog many, many times. We started off as that dog in some aspects, because as soon as you become a child, not only do you become a slave, but you also become a master. And yes, I'm using those particular terms because now people don't want to say those terms, but you, you can call it whatever the fuck Why you want. Why can you not say those terms? Those are things. Those right. Are, those are. We are too sensitive to those play, particular or... terms now, apparently, that we don't want to, that we want to rephrase kind of... it. And that's so weird because it only what's refers done to is one done. thing. Right, exactly. But it only refers to one thing. We're talking about human history. Right. We're, we're a slave to the, to the, we're all slaves to the earth. Exactly. You know, it'll right. it can there's, destroy us. There's this exchange that we have to have. But I think what we end up doing is we go to these extremes in the way that we think, and this is where ego comes in and shit, is the discomfort is the idea that we, it's, it's the hypocrisy to believe that we don't actually identify with both ends of that spectrum. And then the, right. the times that we do actually identify, then we're ashamed of it as if it is cruel and unusual for us to believe that and be a part of it in order to even recognize that you're a victim of something, yeah. you have to know what it means to be not what you are and to want to be that other thing. So for instance, if I feel victimized and in some way that's almost saying that if this was a game, then I lost and that, but I want to win in order to win, you have to achieve the opposite of what you had in order to lose right but that but that's that's what's interesting because when when we're born when we're we're technically born into nothing right meaning you know and this this is why that the jim carrey video that i sent was so profound i did like how they kind of paired it up with alan watts uh thoughts as well because it lined up perfectly but basically what jim carrey 
let's say, because people, some people, I, I don't think a lot of people really think he's going nuts. I think he's just, it, his mind has opened up uh, mm-hmm. in profound ways, which is kind of cool because he has enough monetary resources where he could do that for the rest of his life and, you know, never, he doesn't have to worry about anything. But what's interesting about his philosophy is, and he kind of, well, not kind of, he embodies it because he says, you know, you were born to a world which uh, actually is reminiscent of, I, I think it was in The Alchemist, um, calling it the dream of the world, where you're born into things already being determined mm-hmm. by other people. Yeah. So if they weren't there, what would you, you, you would not be what you are. But in order to play this game that's been set up, you wear a lot of different masks. Masks. Sometimes you are a slave. Sometimes you are the master. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you are this, sometimes you are that. And it's profound that he is such a good actor and, and can kind of lose himself in these roles. Because he said, he was talking about, he said, well, I play these characters in the movie. He goes, when I think about it, who I think I am is just another character I play mm-hmm. based on society and based on what he's been handed or, you know, where, how he's grown up and what he's been taught. But um, also he, how this, I realize it's also how the world sees him when he's in the particular spectrum of, of sort of um, worldview. Like how someone sees Jim Carrey is a lot different than how Jim Carrey even sees Jim Carrey. But Jim Carrey is also understanding that he is also taking a observer perspective as far as how we as as a group society see him based on how he sees how he has presented presented himself and his persona to the world. But he also realizes that he's outside of that, too. Mm -hmm. Because think about it, we only see the man based on his career and not anything else. So all that, all the things that we do associate with his career, not as like somebody who has sat down with him every single day, had just random different conversations with him. And that's, if you think about it, that's how we see a lot of people. We don't see their everyday. We don't see the things that they go through um, behind closed doors by themselves but yet we have this sort of idea of who someone is where we can only allow ourselves to have so much revealed at once because the more that's revealed too too much then we start to lose our our own sense of who this person is but instead of us being open-minded what do we do we end up calling that person crazy because we're just, it's not that we're seeing the, the complete obliteration of that person as if somebody else just stepped in. What we're seeing is that person allowing themselves to let go and reveal more about, about all that they are as far as a being. Whereas right. a lot of people don't do that. Some, most of us shelter ourselves and only reveal ourselves based on the closeness of interactions that we have with others. It's like, how much can I trust you in order for me to reveal all of me? 
But where does that come from? That comes from ego. Ego is the one that tells us that, yo, you can't throw all that shit out on the table. You got to pull some of it back. Right. And I yeah. and I think about how we base ourselves in society and then how we look at others and how others judge us. And then in some ways, blackball us and shun us in so many different ways. The discrimination shit is, is huge. And we are all a part of discrimination. And this is one of the reasons why I, I had that idea this morning. I'm like, if if you called me a nigger, I'm supposed to be mad at you, not because you called me a nigger, but because you're white and you called me a nigger. Yes. Now, if I call you a wetback, most likely you're not going to be mad at me for calling you a wetback because you feel like you don't relate to being a wetback based on how we categorize what a wetback is supposed to be. We have already given right. them the definition. Right. It's, it's yeah. playing the match game, black, nigger, wetback, uh, Mexican, spick, Puerto Rican, kike, Jew. Now, see, I have a problem with that because we're discriminating discrimination. And I'm a, I'm a full people opportunity discriminator. I prefer to call everybody a little bit of everything that's on the spectrum because I feel like as human beings, we should all be able to relate. I can call you a wetback. You can call me a chink. I can call you a kike. You can call me a gook. You know, it should be that. It should be that everything is equal opportunity because then if we do that, I guarantee you, we definitely desensitize ourselves from believing that we are only to be called one thing to make us mad or only one thing to make us be like, I'm not that. Because think about it. I'm not a nigger. I, I don't even know what a nigger is. And so if that's the case, then you calling me that is foreign to me. And so that doesn't that doesn't do anything <laughs> to me. This is, but this is this is what's hilarious about this is that is that People are taught what these words mean, but they can also be taught to diffuse them. So you say, well, it's, but a lot of times it's, this, this goes back to, this is, uh, you know, going back to being nothing. And if you don't identify with any of those things, they all seem absurd. So it annoys me when people, like if I went into a room and someone said, well, like, I don't even like when people talk about, oh, well, we got uh, five white people. It's like, right. it's, uh, color is so cringy. Or even, even, even just ethnicity in general. Like, oh, there were three Asian people and two African Americans. It's I, like, yeah, okay. What's that mean? Up. Like, yeah. how's that I mean, change the dynamic of the room? Like, that's what I'm saying. Right. And, and you got, and, and so weird. It, oh, it says nothing. Right. It says nothing of the person. What color would I be if you were blind? Exactly. And then what would it be? Oh, well, we'll discriminate on well the Sound. way he talks. Right. The way he talks. By the way, we are in a modern world where you could close your eyes and hear someone talk and be really fucking wrong in mm-hmm. your assumption. Mm-hmm. So then you can't do it. So if you can't do it that way, then oh, can you do it on beliefs? Maybe, maybe not. Can you do it on religion? Well, maybe. 
intelligence? No. You really can't do it on anything because right. there there's no merit. But, <laughs> right, but it's but it's also what it is is I think when people take offense to anything is because they uh, like you can get mad that somebody believes something. I, I mean, well, I guess you can, but you, you, it doesn't, it, it, it's almost like if you, if you don't exist, <clears throat> this is heavy. If you, you know what I'm about to say. If you don't exist, nothing can touch you. Right. You're invisible. You're, you're, a, you're in, you're, talk about being water. That's that's water. Think think yeah. about when you okay. We get philosophical. If you have if you have a I don't know how you could suspend it. Oh, you're in space. You have a blob of water, and you have a needle. You could poke the damn needle right through the the floating ball of water. It the water doesn't go anywhere. It gets displaced, but it just goes back. It just you know like in fucking mm-hmm. Terminator back in the day. When a dude would just go, um, but it, you, your mind can be like that, but mm-hmm. you are like that. That's what people fail to see. And it's the same way with who you think you are in that you can, t- it, it's the same way you can explain people who have been through very similar things and the outcome later in life or whatever can be very vastly different this mm-hmm. is exactly why that the ideals that we have and that are in place are typically put there to divide people and to re- uh, maintain and retain power mm-hmm. it's everything yeah. is a is a and and power comes from ego so when you yep. feel you need the power is is because you're afraid and you're afraid of the annihilation of your beliefs and what you built up in your mind to be the ultimate thing. This is why I think that if you have a if you have any culture, you know, and I'm not just saying, uh, you know, American culture, but it is one. If you what you what you push on people is. Uh, financial wealth, um, you know, uh, like superiority, or like I am, you know, self-actual. I am. I think it's almost a, it, it's a it's living by a competitive nature. Mm-hmm. You know, which there is some of that to nature, as far as you know, um, natural tendencies. Right. or whatever but um i think what it is it's the it's the open mind that realizes they are above all that and that's where the awakening part comes in it's that some some people do sleep their whole lives mm-hmm. and not really becoming very self-aware yes yeah, so once you become it. self-aware you've opened you 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 already You've already opened that. Uh, I was going to say the box, but then we'd be like in Hellraiser. <laughs> well, I think when you when you recognize that your mind should be 
like our minds are magnets and we do attach ourselves to things but we have to also understand that our magnetic fields fluctuate in any given situation we can easily separate ourselves from what we were attached to but most of us most of us just keep that magnetism onto something without realizing that at any moment you can separate it the 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 field doesn't have to be as strong as you make it but the more the more you hold on to those particular things the stronger the field becomes it doesn't become weaker and what we're trying to explain to people is that i think it's important to yeah you can have certain things that you hold on to as far as things that you feel are necessary for your own continuation of interaction we call some people call it life i just call it continuation of interaction um because if if you find yourself the capability of attaching to other things then it actually gives you a greater chance of survival because you're always searching for newness think of yourself as like a cell or a virus and you want to make sure that you don't kill your host by continuing to just attach to things that just are the same things you you want to attach to all different types of of cells and be attracted to those particular things you don't have to be so attracted that you fully consume it no that's how you die instead what you want to do is you want to just take a little piece of this take a little piece of this take a little piece of this i i even myself i was thinking about this this weekend and i think about all the things that i've tried to just do either in an occupation or in curiosity and you're like all right let me see if i could sing let me see if i can rap let me see if i could produce let and it's it's all always a let me see i won't ever say that i'm just uh and then fill in the blank i'm not just a rapper i'm not just a personal trainer i'm not just uh i can always that's my full truth is i'm not just uh because i recognize that people will recognize me for being something in particular but i want people to understand that i'm not just uh even this logo this slogan that i that i put together just human was in a sense is at least with all the differences that we have, we should be able to recognize our system. The human system has all these little nuances and things that we haven't discovered because we don't communicate enough open-mindedly. We just communicate in batches. And in those batches, you're, you're not really, I think it's important to be so magnetized to something that you do soak in information. You gotta have a little bit of that because you can't just see things on the surface and believe that you know it. We've talked about we've talked about that. But instead, know that acknowledge things and know that you can come back to it when needed. Just like me having this injury in my foot, I acknowledge that, oh, now I can go back to writing songs or creating in that <laughs> particular way other than create like imagine I could have just <clears throat> excuse me, just limited myself to being like damn, I injured myself. I'm a personal trainer. I'm used to being physical and now I can't be. So that's the end, I guess. Yeah. And that's an easy route. It's an easy route. It's like an easy route to accept that you, that something is limited, but then what do you do with that information? You could continue to complain about it, or you can be like, all right, I can set that aside for a minute. Now I can, now that gives me opportunity to move on to other things. And so I'm never bored. 
because I have the, I have, I want to attach myself to as many things as possible because then that's, that makes life more interesting in the first place. And I don't have to, you know, bottle myself down and shit. Go ahead. There's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a big profound thought in, into saying I'm not just a, because people do that, but they don't take it far enough. They yeah. think there's a limit to it. I'm not just a not just, it's like, well, I can't do anything about, can't do anything, can't do anything about. Like, if, if you and I, if you and I both believed what society says about us individually, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would live by myself or, mm, right. because, like, I, I think about that, like, the things, I'm really, I've been thinking about this lately. And I actually can't think of any things that I don't do now. Now, yes, some of this has been the advent of technology. That's a given. But that's human evolution. So what I mean is, like, I can, you know, obviously I'm in an environment to do so, but I can do my own laundry. Uh, it takes mm. a little longer, but I still do it. Uh, I can bathe myself wash my own hair i can cook I my own them. meals was that <laughs> i said i seen them just kidding i never watched uh, so but you know I what i mean them. i mean obviously there's there are some things i can't do um but that but that's with anyone but, but what i'm saying what i'm saying is 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 what what do you accept of, of what you are like what mm -hmm. do you accept what do you agree with and I think where you dig down, if you start digging down far enough, you, you may find your limit and go, well, I'm not that. And then, well, that's where you're blocked. It's like, yeah. no, 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 you keep going, keep going. Cause I had a profound fucking, uh, thing happen over the weekend. Speak where, thank you. I shall. Uh, <laughs> so this, uh, like around the holidays, I, I know. I know myself very well and Me I know too. people say, well, I get moody around the holidays because of this and that. Like, and I do, I do as well. Like some people, um, and a lot of it has to do with the holidays were the only time I was kind of around my family or felt any kind of belonging. So the more and more distanced, you know, my, my dad dying and all these things and like, just it, like the holidays kept falling apart according to you know what i was comfortable with or used mm -hmm. to so you know and there's still some of that in me it's not super easy to let go of however what was interesting was and even just probably four or five years ago i'd be uh, maybe more uh depressed about it uh mm. than other times but the other day i started feeling that way and i don't know what i'm i think it's because i've moved beyond so many things and like go, gone through these layers that that night because usually if people say they're depressed it'll hit them when they go to bed because then you're laying down you're you know to yourself you're not thinking about anything but whatever's bugging you and it was weird because the opposite happened because I got in bed 
after I'd been thinking too much. And I mm. laid there and I go, I looked around and I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay though. I'm all right. Like I'm, I'm good. Like, and I really meant it where sometimes you try to convince yourself like, Oh, right. I'm, good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hurt by that. And then you go crying in the bathroom or something, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, by the way, I felt that before. That's just human. You know what I mean? Like, ah, that's just human. But, uh, but at least recently I, I realized I'm like, why am I, why am I, why am I revisiting these thoughts that are irrelevant? and already know, and it's just going beyond those things. Cause that's, that's when you say like, if I say I am disabled, therefore I am a discriminated against person. Um, I am a person that's not given opportunities. I am a person that is not, um, included in all social activities, you know, like I'm talking about stereotypes here, but you see what I'm right. saying? When right. you work through this and you go, no, 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 you can literally check them up and go, well, yeah. that's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. But it's like, you know, you can go through that because a lot of it is kind of self-imposed, I think, as well, because you're telling yourself that, you know, how do you try to interacting with people in certain ways or, or whatever, whatever the case may be, whatever things you feel are your hangups yeah. have you actually tried but this is where the character thing comes in mm -hmm. you haven't encountered it because you're playing the character of i'm this hard done by person right. <laughs> and everybody sees it and then when you play that character people go oh well they just that's them know, that's uh, who they are that's who they <laughs> are but then when you you know um literally have some confidence or at least put on a I mean you can you can fake it it's like when people say oh like you know if you fake that you're happy you will be happy but here's the weird thing you can do that but you can also go back to being not happy you have a, it's not right. that you lose it but you just go okay I've had enough of that you ever hear about the people that criticize when you say something like oh these particular people have been through so many hard so much hardship but look how successful they've become um and then there'll be somebody that responds well th those are the rare form that the, they, they always throw that in there oh that, that's a rarity don't believe that you could ever achieve that and like you're you're not saying this about me you're saying this about yourself but projecting it onto somebody else because you don't think that that you have what it takes in order to get where that person has been and most often most likely those people that say that haven't even been in that particular situation haven't really even been that far down that they've actually come out and risen out of it because i guarantee you those who actually have been that far down that are determined to get past wherever they think that they are, they have shown that. And it's only because they've been challenged and only because they've been re rebellious to that challenge because they recognize that they don't have to be that. We all have that potential. As much discomfort as we see in the things that we don't like, that can 
be used as motivation to move away from that particular thing for your own comfort, so to, so to speak. But you don't realize in order to be comfortable, you have to be, in, be willing to engage into discomfort. You have to walk on the paths of pain in order to feel that comfort. It's called building a, a pain tolerance and a pain threshold. But most people will come back. Well, I'm not going to even say most people. I've heard the narrative of people saying that now you're just sort of saying, well, you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and blah, 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 blah. Fine. Yeah, you do need to do that based on if you understand what the what the actual if you understand that this is systemic or systematic or whatever system, then you understand that let's let's sort of simplify it. Let's call it a game. And in the game, you are a, you don't have to be a willing participant, but you're going to fucking play. You could either be like one of the characters in the background of the fucking game and shit. You know, like when you go when you play in a video game and be like, I don't even know, understand why that person is right there in the first place. They, they serve no purpose in the game other than to fill in the space of the game. You could be one of those people or you could actually take control <laughs> and actually be player one or player two or whatever player you want to be. But also the only way that you progress in the game is to understand that it is a game one understand what your role seems to be in the game so you know that that you're at ground level then play the game play the game understand exactly once you make a mistake understand that quote unquote mistake that you make continue to play the game because i guarantee you you'll progress yeah people just want to get want to play it and be and then get the cheat code and be like, yo, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, left, right, start. BA, BA, yes. BA. Now I can just get through the whole fucking game and I, and I never die. But that's, here, herein lies, herein lies the discomfort factor that people don't want. And because, you know, there's always, I don't even like to say a, well, some people don't even look at it as a price to pay. It's just where they, they just knew, like, oh, I got to do this in order to make this happen. Well, how did you get to do this? It's like I tried a million times, and, you know, 99% of those times it didn't work, and then it did. You know, and it's like, oh, why didn't you? Well, okay, that's why you haven't seen this then. And do some people try once and it works? Yes, that's just... That's just the universe. So, but but it is, I think what it is, is it, it's going back to zero. It, the key factors are going back to zero and realizing it's a game. Because then when you go back to zero and realize it's a game, right? then you have the ultimate power. You have the ultimate power. You have power over every situation that confronts you even if it's impossible meaning like because you know, the idea of that, impossible right well i was reading that one book i i didn't get all the way through it but basically about this samurai and one of his philosophies was he's like always you're you're always in control he said even if you're in a battle and you know you're gonna die you can choose the way you die right and it's, there's power of that, whether you believe it or not, that is a power. You go, oh, no, I can, I can turn this off whenever I want. 
which, you know, is kind of creepy, but also empowering. But, it, it, absolutely. But, it, but see, when you, when you realize that, then everything else in between is, is kind of, you know, very basic. It's very basic. And you go, well, I can, I think, I think what it is, I, I think it's, it's, uh, was it Kenny Rogers? It's, it's like the gambler. People who are willing to gamble will, in the eyes of other people, progress because they are not afraid of what other people, some people see things as risks and some people don't. And some mm -hmm. people go, oh, I'm just playing the game. Like, I can play by your rules. I was talking to um, a friend of mine today who I, I will not name just for their privacy that we were talking about business and they're running a, a, a very successful business. And I said something about it. Um, you know, I said, was, we were just kind of philosophizing about, you know, well, money is money. It's not a real thing. And he, he interestingly does not watch our, or listen to us and uninstigated. He said, he goes, it's just a game. Yeah. Um, when you know, you know. Game. Right. And when you know, and, but that doesn't even, I don't even think, I, that doesn't cheapen it to me. Right. That just, it's like, it's like Jim Carrey. He saw it as a game and he knew I can play these different characters. I have this ability. I can do this. And with this tool, I can make this move and that move and that move. It's like chess. You're just playing chess with life. You go, oh, I make this move. Watch what happens. I make this move, watch what happens. And the bigger, the bolder move you make, the, the, the reward is, um, is reciprocal. Absolutely. And you gotta be able to see the, the, that each time you engage, it's, if you want to see it as this, it's a win. Each time you engage, it's a win. I think about going to the arcade and just wanting to play your favorite video game. That in itself is a win. Participating is the win. I'm not saying that after you participate, even if as soon as you put your quarter in and you just played, then you immediately fucking died. Your player died and shit. No, you don't get a, you don't get a trophy for that shit. What I'm saying is the fact that you have the privilege to participate every single day in life, even if it sucks like, like hell, and it's, it's so fucked up to that, even how that sounds, but it's true. The more you get the opportunity to have the opportunity to do something different than what you, than whatever position you're in now, to take that chance, the, the sort of, it's all or nothing shit there. In some ways there are more dire consequences to it, but there will be, there will always be a choice for us as existing creatures of this Every time we interact, there's sort of this metaphor of live or die, master slave, nigger cracker, chink spit, whatever. <laughs> I, don't, just, I don't know all the <laughs> good, good thing we're not on YouTube. We would have got demonetized about 10 times now. <laughs> Which is messed up because see, and, and that's, that's another interesting point because context is everything.
Oh, I know. Yeah, it is. And even yeah. in the whole conversation that we've been talking about today, context is everything. How you see something in relation to whatever led up to your sort of perception of it all has to do with your limitations on how you're choosing to interact with it, magnetize yourself to it, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And so if you if the perception is it's it's not working for you and you can't manipulate it right then and there, then that means that you need to participate and pay attention more. You need to play the game more so that you not only can understand more about yourself, but you can understand more about the other thing. That's even where our discriminations come from is anytime you call somebody something that is supposed to be just generalized. If I call you a cripple or disabled, all I'm doing is boxing you in to right. so that it can fit the narrative. Oh, this disabled guy can't. So what does that mean? In context, what the fuck does that mean? It's like, oh, so now we can't fuck. Is that what that means? Like you and I can't fuck because you're disabled. Right. What's the context? And no, I'm not trying right. to fuck him anyway. I'm just saying, I, I know like, what does that mean? We have a tendency of pointing shit out. Like, motherfuckers be like, oh, this fat dude or something. Like, but in the context of what you're about to tell me after that, what what does that have to do with anything? Did you, yeah, we want to paint a picture or a narrative, and then we don't want to really fit it in properly. I don't know if you ever saw this. I'm going to say it wrong, but there's... I saw some of these reaction videos of Family Guy clips, and they made a really funny point. Peter uh, was in his the office where he works, and he was asking where this guy named. He goes, he goes, um, he goes, hey, have you seen Jerome? Or I think that that was what this guy. And he goes, the secretary was like, uh, can you describe him to me? He goes, uh, he goes, where's like matching tracksuit shoes matching so uh, wearing a big gold chain with a money sign on it uh he wears a hat usually a little to the side he says all these things and then this white dude walks up wearing all that shit he goes, oh there he is because what that did that was the old bait and switch yes yes i love that you, because we're so programmed mm-hmm. to go oh he doesn't want to say, oh, he's a, what people think he's going to say. But you've already painted that picture yeah. in your head. And we do that how shit. how powerful it is. On both, on both sides, too. That's the, that's, the, that's the shit that kills me, man. We do that shit on both sides. It's like, you hear the shit now, and you're like, yo, this liberal motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. Or this, or this conservative motherfucker. Or this Republican motherfucker. Or this, or this black motherfucker. Or this white motherfucker. And it's like... Y'all so fucking lazy that y'all refuse to even have a conversation because you already put out what the narrative is supposed to be based on what you think that this person was based on some little comment that that they might have made and shit. And you're not seeing that person in their totality. At some point, you might need that liberal motherfucker or whoever you're against to save your life in some situation based on context. Are you going to be like, you're hanging from a cliff? And then yeah, hey, I, I can save you, but guess what? I'm the opposite of what you of every single every single thing that you believe in. So if you stand truly by your values, I'm a, I'm gonna be out. Or right, you or can just let me lift you up. 
yeah, we can see ourselves as two so fucking human beings. That's an interesting thing, <laughs> the way you painted that, because I like what you said, because you said, because there are people that would let themselves go. Right. So you'd be like, oh, I ain't being saved by you. T.I. talked about that um, in an in a interview. He was talking about, like, y your, your clout mentality. Like, I live by my fucking, my truths and shit and all this. I keep it real and shit. But then if if you hold on to that shit, be like, I die for this shit. If you hold on to that shit, then what the hell is the point of representing? You might as well just fucking, in a way, you might as well just off yourself right then and there. Because you, your value shouldn't be so high that you, you'll you take them to the grave. Because then what the hell is the point of even well, living those values? That's, that's, well, once again, that's pride and ego. Pride right. and ego go hand in hand because you're you're you can't admit something about yourself or admit you may be wrong right you know is like a weakness you know or you know but but also it just it just comes down to you know to just people you need to like zero out zero if people can zero out of all the shit they identify with mm -hmm. and just try it for a while just try it and see try on a different mask Try on something different and see, see if life is a little bit different than, I think people should try it. Just do it for like a week or even a day. Do shit you normally wouldn't do. I don't mean horrible shit, but do things and try to, uh, I don't know, try to stay in the moment, stay at zero, you know. Stay young.